0: Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Via Williams.
1: I'm Wendy Papazan. I'm Seychelle Van Poole.
2: And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And today we are going to start off with part one of our objection handling series are really tips for how to handle objections. The four of us love talking sales. I think we naturally sell things that we're passionate about. <laughs> that sounded a little strange, but you know, all of us, all four of us lead sales teams. We're, we coach on a regular basis and train on sales skills is really one of our passions as leaders. And one of the most important skills is actually how to handle objections and overcoming when you are in that sales setting, when you are doing your presentation, when you are in front of your consumer, handling the objection of Mm -hmm. why they don't want to do business with you or why maybe they have some questions or hesitations, Mm -hmm. right? So overcoming them is so important. So we're going to do a two-part series on tips for how to handle objections.
0: Well, and that's great, but let's talk about like what an objection actually is, right? And so mm. the definition of an objection, just, just to start as a baseline, just so yes. everyone's clear, yeah, right? It's, it's an expression or feeling of disapproval or opposition. It's a reason, reason for disagreeing. And what I would say is it's a potential block to the sales process, right? Whatever industry you're in, an objection is stopping you from getting to the finish line where you're trying to go. So an expression or feeling of disapproval or opposition and a reason for disagreeing. I, I love that,
1: Via. And it's really important to define what an objection is because we found that so many times we fall into the trap of handling something else like an objection that isn't really an objection. So we'll be defining what the difference is between an objection and other kinds of things that potential customers say to us. They're traps.
2: Don't yes.
1: in the traps. Yeah. yeah. You know,
3: and I I think as a salesperson, this is honestly the objection part is probably what gives most salespeople the biggest amount of anxiety, right? It's True. not knowing how to overcome those objections. And so then you do start handling everything like an objection if that's the part that you're the most concerned with or the most fearful of. And so not everything should be handled like an objection. There are a few other categories that actually aren't objections. It's a trick. And they can be the biggest pitfalls for a salesperson. And, and those really sound like a question. Sometimes questions Mm. are just wanting an answer. They don't need you to overcome Mm. the objection. It's just a question. Sometimes it's an observation and we'll give you some examples of that. And the third one is a smoke screen. And so we're going to talk about those three today as well um, and how those can come into play and how you identify them and what to do with it.
2: I think that's huge say for us. This is such a big deal. We actually play a game um, I love games. Across, across, yes, across our uh, sales team, the objection, uh, question, observation, or smokescreen game, where I will throw out, throw, throw something out, and they have to say which is it. And then sometimes there's some arguing that happens, which is always fun. <laughs> I'm objecting. Yeah. They, they object to the game. <laughs> I object to the Oh, Wendy, the, the word. <laughs> yes. But it's so important to really ask yourself are are they are, is it are they really objecting right now? Because I think so many times we come in exactly what you said, say, so many times we come in to the sales process yeah. and we're nervous about something ourselves. Yes. Right? We're nervous ourselves. So then when they ask a question about something something, something we might be nervous about, Mm -hmm. or they just make an observation about something that we're nervous about, we Mm -hmm. automatically almost get wrapped up in our head and then we start handling it and talking ourselves out of the sale. It's really what can happen. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, let's knock it out. Let's figure out how to handle it when it's not an objection. And, okay. and then actually, this is a two-part series. So I want you to stick around for part two, which is where we'll actually tackle objection handling. Yeah, okay. So today so.
2: we're going to go over the the question, observation, and smoke screen. And then the next one will be focused we're gonna on- We're going to play the, the game, yeah, actually. We're just,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We're going to play the game. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, okay. Sarah, I, I'm going to throw this out. Is this question, observation, or smoke screen? Here's, here it is. Sarah, will you negotiate your fees? No. What is that?
2: That's a question. Okay. That's a question. Yes. So there
1: a lot of people would think that a lot of people would think that's an objection.
2: Yes. I agree with that. So, like, Mm -hmm. I used to fall Mm -hmm. into this trap all the time when they would ask me that question. And I learned it actually from my watching my mom. Whenever someone they would ask, she just says no. And then she she answers the question, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's the
0: best response to Mm -hmm. that one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, but there's a way so that can be an objection. So like yes, that is correct. But if I said, you know, Sarah, I am not willing to hire you unless you negotiate your commission, what would you do for me? That
2: changes it, right? Correct. So that is then an objection. But it's really important that if if they're not objecting, if, if they're just they're just asking you the question, so many people, you know, feel like they have to ask certain questions during the process, right? And so don't fall trap to then negotiating or yep. like unwinding during that time when they're just simply asking a question. So that's why I think it's so important, <laughs> that definition of, of objection, right? Yeah, I mean, when, what that's you huge. Said, huge. Yeah, yeah, an expression or feeling of disapproval or opposition. So them asking a question is not them opposing. It's them li- seriously just asking the question.
0: hmm because
2: yes. so many. I always
1: feel like sometimes sellers have a little list in oh, their yeah. mind. Yeah. Of like, oh, I need to talk about this. I need to check and see this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe I could ask about commission. Maybe I could do that. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. a bunch of questions that they're asking. But because what Sarah said is we're telling a story in our mind yes. about how what we expect yeah. them to say or we think we need to charge say. too much or mm-hmm. whatever that looks like, then we respond in the wrong way. When
3: really, when somebody says, hey, will you negotiate your fees? We just say, no. So many people are sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, how many times have I negotiated my fees lower when I didn't need to? So this is good. Love it.
2: I think so the big thing. So when someone asks a question and so they're not objecting, they're just asking you a question. What you do is you answer it and you move on. So answer the question and move on. Do not Mm -hmm go down the rabbit trail. Don't um, say, well, that, why do you ask or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just answer it. Whatever, whatever their question is, just answer it.
1: Well, and I know the the more words you use when handling an objection or a question, the worse it's gonna be. Yes. So mm-hmm. the yeah. brevity of your yes. response is probably gonna determine your success rate.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. He who says yep. the least words wins.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, I got another one. Okay, we're playing our game here. Okay, Okay. so here's our next thing. You have to guess whether it's a question, an observation, or a smokescreen. All right, so here's the next one. Oh, oh, you charge more than other companies I've been working with.
3: Yes, we're the best. I'm going to say that's an observation.
1: Ding, 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 ding. You are
3: correct. Yes, 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 yes. You're observing what you do there. Yeah, they're not like, you didn't object to me. You didn't tell me I'm not willing to pay
2: more um, than what other companies are charging. You just observed that, right? mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people talk in observations. So they speak in like, so they'll just. So a big one that used to happen on our team a lot is like, we're very branded in our market. So when when another listing agent would show up on my team, the seller would say, oh, I thought Debbie Debbie or Sarah was coming. Right. And my team members took that as like a negative, like that they didn't like them, right?
1: They took it as an objection. They did. And then they would would
2: say, I'm so so sorry, they can't be here. Like they would start like apologizing, (laughs) you know? It's like, and I was just, they're just observing. They're just saying, oh, this is what I thought. They're not saying they're, upset you're there. They're just observing, mm-hmm. saying what their observation is. And so it's been a big like if you if you follow people and how they a lot of people think out loud. And so mm-hmm. when they observe something they will say it. And then a lot of times as salespeople, we start unwinding again and handling it like an objection when it's not one.
0: So what's your response to that, Sarah, when they do that?
2: They I say I, agree I with thought their Debbie observation. And,
0: I, I thought Debbie and Sarah were coming.
2: No, I'm I'm here. It's so nice to meet you.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Never apologize. Yeah. Well, I always tell them not to never apologize. On that, yeah. But
0: that's great. Mm-hmm. That's
1: awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Our so we got our third question: Is it a question, observation, or smokescreen? This might be where someone says, "Okay, I understand what you charge, but I just want to think about it a little
3: bit." Hmm.
0: There. You're not observing. Nope. Are we guessing right now? Because mm-hmm. it's a smoke screen. <laughs> well, there's only one left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are we it's like, so. it's a smoke screen. I was, screen. Getting, <laughs> guys,
3: I was working you through the thought process.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what are we, what are we actually doing? <laughs> Our listeners are like, this is a trick question.
3: <laughs> it's trick. Well, and and okay, smoke so the I the I want to think yes. about it. it okay, is thank tricky. You, it's a tricky one. It's because there's there's usually another reason that they haven't told you yet.
0: So, so Sarah, let's role play that. So let's tricky. role play that. So, yeah. like, I want to think about it. I want to think about it, Sarah.
2: You know, I totally understand that, and I want to value your time, and we're sitting here today, and I'm here, and you've blocked out this time, and I understand you want to think things through, and honestly, I like to think things through as well. I process things. I would love to think it through together and help you process it together. So is there something that I have not answered tonight that I could help you come to the conclusion that we're the best team to sell your home?
0: I just, I don't know yet. I, I you know, I have a couple more appointments and I think there's this side of me that just wants to see, you know, I don't, this isn't my field. I'm I'm a doctor. I, I don't know real estate and you're the only team I've met with. So it seems great. But I, I think there's this side of me that thinks I need to meet with other people.
2: Okay. Okay, so I'm going to pause. So she turned it into now an objection. Right. She so is what, what it was. What, mm-hmm. Yes. Now, is that normal, was, which, Sarah? Is that typical? No. Do you think? Okay, so, no. So, well, it, the, you will Sometimes get there so. by asking questions. But normally, what ha- uh, the think about it is, they're interviewing other in real estate and probably mm-hmm. other
3: other. This books. probably and applies
2: doctor's to offices car, too. car sales, yeah. doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anytime someone's saying they're thinking about it, they're tra- they're, they, shopping they're shopping so around. So, in your
0: experience, what what how would that role play have gone? Like, what would you have asked, and what would I have said?
2: No, you you wouldn't have given the information that you were interviewing other agents mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. You would have typically what would happen is after I think about it and then I then I give mm-hmm. the response I gave like let's think about it together. Typically they're going to say something, no you answered everything. You answered everything that um I needed to hear and I just mm-hmm. really need to think about it. Mm-hmm. So what I would I would then ask more questions and then I would I would directly ask them, "Can I ask you are you interviewing other agents?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when they show a smoke screen, what you want to do with smoke screen is get to the why behind what like what they're saying to get them to actually tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that takes three, four, five different questions to even get them to the point of being able to actually tell you the truth because you can't then handle it right mm-hmm. until they say that. So the smoke screen will lead to an objection typically, but what you don't want to what you don't want to do is like start like automatically handling it without first finding out what it is. What is Mm -hmm. the actual objection in that Mm -hmm. moment?
3: Mm -hmm. We just did that in the car buying process this fall where when we talked to dealers, I would say, you know, based on our conversation, I think I'm just going to keep our car and we'll look at selling it down the road. But really, it was their pricing was off. Oh, no, we absolutely Mm -hmm. bought a car less than a month ago. But yeah, it was it was that they were either there wasn't the chemistry there, and I felt like they were being a sleazy salesperson, or the fees weren't right, or they were trying to throw in all this junk fee stuff. Or mm-hmm. I mean, there was absolutely a reason why we were not purchasing with them. It just to get out of the conversation quicker. It was a well. We're just going to keep it. And move on. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. The the number one thing humans do is run from conflict. Mm-hmm. So if they they feel that it is a a potential conflict, which is telling you something that you don't want to hear, they just won't tell you. So they'll they'll lie. They'll try to preserve your feelings. They're lying, which Mm -hmm. is a smoke screen. Yes, they'll try to preserve Mm -hmm. your feelings. That's just normal human behavior is to try to prevent. I mean, that's why we found out I didn't truly know how to coach my people until I started talking to sellers directly mm-hmm. on what they really thought of the appointment. So I used to do conversion calls. And so if, if one of my agents came back and didn't get the listing, and I know we're talking a lot about real estate right now, but this applies across the board to all sales industries. But if, if they came back and didn't get the listing, I would call the seller and find out why. And that is when I started getting to the truth of, of why they weren't hiring that particular agent. And then I was able to coach and help them. But so many times people go to think about it or your fee's too high when really it wasn't Mm -hmm. that at all. It was something Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. There was an absence of value or something else. mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. Well, super valuable. I love that you guys uh, play that game on your team. And for sure, I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing that on our team. I guess my just to pivot a little bit here, since this is so important, understanding objections and being able to handle them is probably one of the most important things in sales. I'm just curious how do you got practice, you know, scripts and role play on
3: your team? How do you do it, Seychelles? We do twice a week for an hour all together. And we typically will have like a topic that we'll bring to the table or scripts that we'll send out ahead of time. And then the last 15 minutes is usually objection handling. And typically what we'll do is we do it where the same objection can't be given out twice, right? And so one person has Mm -hmm. to start with an objection. Somebody else has to overcome the objection and then ask a question. To somebody else. But so that's how we do it. It's so the last 15 minutes of each of our script practices. And we used to do short script practices, like 15 minutes at a time. But lately, because our market's all been changing so much, we're doing deeper dives into specific topics, psychology behind it. And then we actually do it with clients and we come back and objection handle.
1: How do y'all do it, Winnie? We do something similar. We used to do five days a week, we kind of switched that to two days a week. With a little bit longer. And then we have a sales meeting where we generally talk about something like that. But I know that for me personally, and then for new agents on the team, they have to have a script and role play partner where they're doing it every single day. My, you know, I don't have a huge sales team. And you know, my top two agents have been with me five years. And and they need to script and role play too, but maybe not five days a week. But I know for me personally that this was scripts and role play was the number one thing that caused my success at the beginning Mm -hmm. because. It gives you confidence mm-hmm. in the moment. Yes, that's right. And, and, that's, and that's when you're talking about sales, because I didn't have a sales background at, at mm-hmm. all. I'd never worked retail. I never worked in a restaurant. I never did anything like that. So mm-hmm. I really had very little sales skills when I started real estate. And so for me, that was a pretty big deficit. So if you guys are thinking about how you can improve, no matter what business you're in if you're a salesperson, 15, 20 minutes a day with a role yeah. play partner, somebody who's gonna show up, not chit chat. And I had an amazing role play partner. I'll give him a shout out. His name's Don Kalenda. Don. We met through we met through bold and we 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 did it for years. You know, I'd be driving my kids to school or whatever it was. And he'd call me up, ring ring, and we would do whatever objection handling we had to do. And honestly that small domino was, a huge, was a huge part of my success.
2: I I first learned how to handle objections actually at New York and Company, the store. I worked in retail and they put me at the cash register and my manager said, we want you to sell the credit card. I'm like, okay. So she, she gave me a sheet and it had the four things that people say when you say, hey, you can say 15% off if you sign up for the credit card today. There's four things. It's never different than the four. Although someone did stump me recently and gave me like a fifth. And I was like, oh, that, that wasn't on the chart. But but they had one simple, and so I read it and I memorized the handlers. They also had it on the back of the, like before you go out onto the floor, like from the break room, they had it on the back on the poster board, the four most common objections and then the script right beside it. And so I would read that every day. And then I of course would win every day on who got the most the most uh people to open up credit cards. So there's people in debt right now, probably from my dad. <laughs> From your competitiveness, that's okay. Yeah. You've done a lot of good in the world since yeah. then. You didn't know.
0: You didn't know. So I think I think what's interesting about this, and, and what what's might been my theory for a long time, and I fall into the category of I am a natural born salesperson. And so my trap I fall into is I often don't know what I do, and so mm. it's hard for me to like like I'm like oh I I do this naturally. It, it would have been hard. I don't know that I could have written this, Sarah. Right, but I, but I probably do it, you know, and and I think what's interesting. I have a, a different type of a sales force. I'm not. I don't. I don't lead real estate agents anymore, per se. Right. I lead recruiters, and I think what what's interesting, and what I tell them a lot is that the reason a prospect will succumb to your conversion, so to speak. Well, you can close them. You think it's because of your powers of influence. Often, it's yours to lose. Often, they like you already, Mm -hmm. they want you to win, and they see you working hard (laughs) at a script or an objection handler. You can't presume to know why they're going to say yes. And it doesn't have to be the best script. It doesn't have to be delivered in the in the best way possible. If someone sees you're trying, you're diligent, Sarah as a 16, 17, 18-year-old that you were memorizing scripts for objection handlers, so many moms were just signing up for you. Bless your heart. You know, it, it didn't matter if your powers of influence back then in high school or whenever you worked there were, we're right, you know, we're like the best in the store. And so we just have to follow the scripts and trust the systems that, that we're yeah. adhering to, I think, and practice them the best we can.
1: Yeah, this is so true. And that's why sales can be so powerful, yeah. is, is you don't need to be the smartest person no, in the you room. Don't. You don't need to be the most hardworking person in the room. You don't need to be the any person in the room. But if you do a few things, which is like mastering scripts and dialogue and waking up every day and looking for prospects, we all know people like this who they're maybe not even natural yeah, salespeople mm-hmm. or they're mm-hmm. weird or they're awkward or whatever. But because they do these two things, they've mastered objection yeah. handling and they get up and they prospect and look for business every day. They have success beyond their wildest dreams. And so for all of you that are salespeople listening, that's really it, yeah. the key. The key. Yep.
2: And I mean, to plug, which goes right along with what a lot of what we're talking about is that is our follow-up episode, where we talked about the importance of follow-up. That's yes. the, And we talked on there about how it's not... Follow-up is not a smart thing. It's mm-hmm. it's just, as long as you consistently are following up with your prospects, typically that will lead to you helping and serving more people. Mm-hmm. So
3: true. And you know, what we're hearing both in what Wendy said and from our follow-up episode is putting a simple system in place in order to make that happen is so powerful and trusting the process and doing it consistently every single day. And if you can yes. do that consistently with practicing your scripts, Getting out there looking for prospects and consistently following up, everything else will become easier or unnecessary.
2: Yeah. I I love that say. And I, I think it's so important to make it as simple as possible. Every sales industry has the same common objections that will come up. Come up with making sure that you know how to handle each of those common ones. I think that's what New York and Company did really well with me is they didn't overcomplicate it. Mm -hmm. They did not overcomplicate it. And so that's what we try to do uh, within our organization as well. But just be very careful as, as we wrap up this so, so powerful episode on how you serve more people, how you build an empire is by overcoming objections, but do not fall into the trap of handling questions, observations or smoke screen like an objection, because you literally will talk yourself out of helping them. That's what ends up happening. So the first thing you need to ask yourself is, is this a question? Or are they just observing or is there something more that I need to dig in deeper to find out what the real issue is here? And that's the smoke screen. So thank you guys for joining us Um, and make sure to listen to our next episode where we will dive in deeper on how to handle objections. And just remember, as always, get out there, uh, build a big empire, but do not forget to build an even bigger life. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye, guys.